0: to gain valuable insight into different career paths and life in general. Let's get to it. In this episode, member KM190 gets into the details of what made him stand out from his peers in order to make it to investment banking and eventually private equity from a complete non-target. This is a two-part series since we go into a lot of depth. In part one, we cover his serendipitous meeting at an info session and his path to IB from undergrad. Enjoy. KM190, thanks so much for joining the Wall Street Oasis podcast.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So it'd be great if you could just give the listeners a quick overview of your background.
1: Of course, of course. So, you know, I am a non-target student uh, by background. So I went to a Southern school. An SEC school uh, very good football team and uh, look we had you know a handful of people each year going into high finance and high finance I define that as investment banking private equity uh, hedge funds um, even to you know some extent asset management you know the usual suspects so you know that's that's a little bit about my educational background professionally Mm -hmm. I have a few years of investment banking experience uh, in M and A, uh, and I've also just recently started at a private equity fund. This will be my second fund. Um, I am a lateral associate. Great. So that being said, you know, happy to get into it.
0: Sure. And so at the undergrad, let's start back there. Um, you said there's only sure. kind of a handful of people that kind of make it into um, high finance, you know, banking or whatnot. And is that do you feel like you were one of those people because of a specific reason, high GPA? What was it that kind of maybe set you apart?
1: Yeah, look, I'll be very honest and upfront. I mean, mm-hmm. my GPA was was barely, you know, I mean, it was it was a little bit north of like three six. Okay, so that's not that bad. When you look at the, not it's bad. not that bad. That's I think right? exactly but what I had.
0: All... <laughs> Don't make me feel bad, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but you know, but here's the thing: is that. You know it's it's a pretty okay gpa for for this industry mm-hmm. and i'm also coming from a school that doesn't really inspire any kind of um it, you know it, it doesn't really inspire the same kind of credibility that a, a typical ivy league school would i mean not my school was great but you know it's not the first thing that comes to mind uh for a lot of these guys these employers. so you know that's that's really my my background there what really what I think set me apart was honestly my drive, and, and I'll go into detail by that. but mm-hmm. you know the the initial thought that I had when I first came across this industry, I basically so I'll tell you how I got into it. So you know, I was sitting in a, in a room, I was pre-med at the time, and I was studying, and right across from my study room, there was this giant presentation going on. What year were you and, real quick? Um,
0: were you a freshman at this point? pre-med?
1: I was, so I was, I was a premed freshman, sophomore year and okay. a little bit of junior year as well.
0: Oh wow. Okay.
1: And, uh, and, and it was, it was like beginning of my third year, um, basically where I was sitting here studying and right across, you know, the hall, there was this presentation going on. It was an investment banker who came by and gave a presentation to all these kids and no one knew what investment banking was. And so he, it's like he was speaking a different language, but he was trying as hard as to help us understand, you know, what he does. Of course, right. there were a lot of ridiculous questions. I was in the background. I didn't understand anything because I wasn't finance at all at that point. Right. Um, but, but you know, look, it was a natural, completely unforced curiosity that got me really interested. I mean, it, like it just him talking. I came up to him at the end of the discussion, chatted with him, asked him genuine questions. Um, and for some weird reason, he he basically wrote my name down on his notebook and said, listen, like, let's keep in touch. And he had talked to dozens of other kids before, kids with probably way better stats than me and way better experience than me at that point. So do you think you know, because it was like you had a
0: like a gen like a genuine curiosity, he could sense that, or do you think it was something else? Like is there a way you ask the questions that
1: might be helpful to he, listeners? You know, he said it was he said it was like presence, and I have no idea how to define that. I think it was just you know I tried to- were you in a suit moment, were, you, were to, you
0: looking very dapper? <laughs> And you held your no. head, <laughs> you know, had good posture. Speaking so, of posture, so I mean... The
1: funny thing, actually, this this might be the answer. I mean, everyone was dressed up, except for me. I was over here in shorts, and everyone was in, like, business casual. I was like, mm. oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm so out of place. Uh, oh, that's like, interesting,
0: actually, because it was like you didn't really care. It was like you were just wanted to get right. the information. You weren't, like, trying to impress him.
1: Right, 100%. Uh. And, and it was not at all in my mind to impress him. And, and I'm sure the, the other people in the room, I mean, there's, you know, the small handful that graduate every year into these jobs, I'm sure they understood the significance of this guy <laughs> coming and the networking opportunity. I love it. And I'm it. over here saying, oh, so, okay, you know, tell me. So it really began as like a natural interaction as if like two people are just getting to know each other.
0: That's cool. You know? Okay. And, that makes um, a lot of sense. It makes sense that you had presence because yeah. you didn't care right it's almost like right. it's almost like if you're trying to go up to a girl that you're attracted to and you like her too much it's like you just fall on your face <laughs> whereas if you're just like you don't care 100%. or you're taken then all of a sudden you become so much more attractive right <laughs> so anyways yeah. continue continue
1: and and you know it's it's interesting that you say that Patrick because mm-hmm. you know this industry the interview process the networking process mm-hmm. it's so full of like this non-genuineness it's a pervasive attitude Mm -hmm. and and honestly i don't blame anyone for it because you kind of have to put you know like your best foot forward in every situation and maximize every opportunity so you know here is just a good anecdote it's a stark contrast right just completely unforced don't know anything is very upfront about not knowing much and i think i just asked the right questions and you know we went from there the guy um pinged me and said, hey, I'd like for you to, to chat with a few other people. And um, interestingly enough, I showed up in these conversations. These were interviews, by the way.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I showed up, of course, dressed up and everything, but I approached it again as a conversation. It was more curiosity. Uh, it was never like, okay, I have to go study up and go do this. And, you know, and, and again, I think I just had the right sense to ask the right questions. Did you feel like there was a
0: risk there in yeah. those interviews kind of coming out as, as a conversation, like as an undergrad? It seemed like you had a lot of confidence. What Do you think that came from a certain place from your upbringing? Or do you feel like you ran the risk of potentially looking arrogant in those interviews, not knowing anything, being like, oh, I don't even need a study? Or did you feel like you kind of... To me, it seems like you'd have to really work that fine balance. You know what I mean, of not being too casual. You know, in, in that setting. One hundred percent. So how did you how did you balance that? Did you kind of have a sense for it? How much did you prep for that, for those like initial interviews? I,
1: after that initial yeah. meeting at, at the at, you know at the at the mass discussion, mm-hmm. um, there was a little bit of studying. There was a little bit of touching up and, and understanding what this industry is and right and. Um, And, and, you know, and so, yeah, when I went in, there was still a little bit of that natural curiosity. Um, But, you know, if you look at it on spectrum, you know, one end, you know, kind of the arrogant guy who doesn't really care, Mm -hmm. crossing his arms, you know. The other end is the over eager, like, okay I'm going to have to be perfect 100 percent. I was probably like a six or a seven, um, Mm -hmm. you know, towards like the the other the more casual side. Um, Got it. Hopefully, I didn't come off as arrogant, but no, <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously not. Um,
0: obviously not, given yeah. how it turned out. Right, it turned out. So, all right. So, okay, continue. But, so, like, you had those initial first rounds, or was it on campus? Was it um, just kind of yeah. more exploratory? How did that work?
1: It was on campus, mm-hmm. and actually, the guy—I'm um, not going to reveal who he is—but he he basically said, and this was the, the coolest part to me, and and I always think about this now, way after the fact. But, you know, there were 200 people that day in that in that um, in that big discussion. And he basically said, guys, don't even bother asking me for an internship because I'm only bringing on one person. And so that person was me. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's incredible, you know, and and, and look, I think when I reflect on my story and how I got to where I am today, and we can get into all the detail. But Mm -hmm. the undergrad part, you know, I think that it was a mix of luck. I think it was a mix of preparing correctly, asking the right questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think it was a, a giant, giant part, you know, open mindedness and being open to the possibility of what could be. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, when this guy, who the, the head of the shop was telling me, hey, here are all the deals we're working on, here are all the things we're doing. Um, it was really exciting to hear. And mm-hmm. so that enthusiasm, you know, allowed me to, to realize early on that you know, hey, maybe I kind of like this kind of stuff. I like this work, and right. it, that's ultimately, you know, I, I worked with them on campus. By the way, like I was, I was half student, um, you know, and then kind of like part intern as well. Got it. And worked with them for a, for a good part of my undergrad, and um, you know, and this is during the, the during
0: the year. So during the year, was it a, this was this like a smaller boutique? Right. Or was this a, a local? Boutique or middle market? Yeah, firm? It's a, yeah.
1: It's 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 a smaller smaller boutique. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was an interesting arrangement. Um, you know, he had less than twenty people working with him. Mm-hmm. And uh and that was that. And, and so look, you know, you, you basically what happened was I shifted over to finance. Um, yep. I dropped premed. I for the longest time I was thinking, you know, like pre is is miserable. I don't know how I could do this forever. Um, and finally I just took the step and said I like this so much more. And what did the parents say? So Were really, they pissed? It, You know, surprisingly, so so good question. Really good question because there's a lot of family pressure, right? Yeah, there is. Um, My my parents, my parents were okay with it. Great, that's awesome. Listen, we don't have that much exposure to this space, but if you want to pursue it, we hear good things. Good
0: luck and yeah, my dad was a doctor yeah. I, was, I was pre-med my freshman year until i got a c in bio 101 and then it was just like okay <laughs> i took econ again yeah. and i was like oh this is i'm actually really good at this and this is interesting to me so much better yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> so that was that but right, right. um okay cool so, so you're so you're kind of interning during the year for this small boutique kind of getting that which is super valuable because you're getting that relevant experience for full-time recruiting right, right. so That's what, after your sophomore year or after your junior year? That was your junior year summer? So
1: so Mm -hmm. this is my junior year summer. Got it. And, um, you know, what I ended up doing was actually extended my undergrad. So I went from four to four and a half years.
0: Wow, okay. And the
1: idea there is that, you know, I do this boutique internship uh, over the summer throughout the year, and then that would set me up for another larger internship the following summer. Uh, that would be the summer I would have otherwise graduated in if I had stuck with a solid four-year track. So there was a little bit of sacrifice, but, you know, when I was far along, I mean, you could think of it as a snowball, you know, at the top of a mountain, just slowly gaining momentum and getting bigger. Um, It kind of sets things into motion that were just not ready to be stopped. So I was okay pursuing it. And And did uh, you feel like that
0: might look weird, like when you were graduating in December? Or I assume you graduated mid like in the winter right at that point right so how did you how did you kind of make that look I guess somewhat normal like when you're when you were at the doing the internship like the real banking internship right the the bigger one at the bigger fund or sorry bigger firm were you specifically did they know of your situation that you like only had half a year left how did you kind of uh get around that like the dates it's
1: an interesting question and, and I'm sure the answer is going to be very helpful to a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, a lot of these banks don't care okay it's it's actually it's actually amazing and, and I'll tell you um, you know the question never came up and if it did it maybe came up once in my interview process with like 10 or 11 different yep. firms yep um, they kind of said, Okay, yeah, that makes sense. You're a pre-med. Okay. Oh, you're pre- So they and so it's
0: something where they're like, Okay, yeah, I mean, it made you reset later, so it's fine. And it's it's it happens. Right. And they were cool with it. Okay. Right. That's good enough.
1: Right, right, right.
0: Okay, so you're so. you get you land the the bigger internship. How did you land that bigger internship? Was it again on campus recruiting or did you have to do some legwork for that one?
1: So, you know, I think the theme that I've tried to carry throughout my short professional career so far is you know, passion first, curiosity first, and then hard work second, mm-hmm. because naturally one will lead to the other. And so at the point, you know, I had done so much work with this boutique and been exposed to so much. And this guy also took, you know, he has a reputation on my campus. Um, people who go to my campus will now know exactly who this person is because he's very recognizable, but mm-hmm. he, he takes this pride in mentoring people and exposing people. He would take me over and, and, and introduce me to, to to lenders and other private equity funds and, and all cool. these different parties and he'd be like, Okay guys, so like what do you do? Can you please tell my intern, you know, what do you do? So there's this unbelievable exposure. So by the time it come you know came time for me to go find a real big banking internship, uh, I had so much interest and so much curiosity that I was totally fine going out and networking on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, I must have gone, I don't know, it was like probably two dozen different networking trips all across the United States. And uh, and, and the goal, you know, I put it, I, I set a goal, I was like, listen, I'm gonna get a freaking internship and go compete with these much better pedigree guys. Because at that point, now I understood the stakes. Now I understood who I was up against.
0: So tell me something, and, how, uh, do you, how did you have, it sounds like to me based on just how you're going into this, how you landed that internship and just your whole presence um, that you have a lot of confidence right and maybe do you feel like that comes from your family being so supportive does that come from something else or wh- where do you think that comes
1: from it's a really good question i think it, you know it's it's tough to put a, a specific because like know, you said you were you were three really you know
0: you're a three six you're non-target you know whatever there's right. thousands upon thousands of kids like that so what What about your, like, that's, I think, something that a lot of people can't, or it's much harder to learn, right? Because it's not tangible. It's not a technical interview question. It's presence. It's charisma. It's connecting with people. It's something that also you can improve dramatically with practice. And I think people make the mistake of thinking, oh, you're either born with it or you're not. I disagree. I think you get so much better at interviewing and networking the more you do it. But is it something that you learned earlier on? Like, were you exposed to a lot of different things growing up um, that like your parents, I mean, maybe it goes back that far where like, were you traveling? Did you see a lot of different cultures? What, what was your upbringing? Like just going back even further and then we'll keep going. But I'm just, I'm curious because what oh. strikes me is like as a sophomore, it sounds like you were really confident already, which is pretty rare. I think.
1: Right. I, I completely agree with you. Look, I think it's two parts. One, it is, you know, I, I've always tried to err on the side of extremely respectful mm-hmm. with every interaction that I had, um, you know, and, and I think that may have left very positive impressions on people mm-hmm. uh, early on. And I think, too, the, you know, the element of kind of being natural in unfamiliar environments, um, look, I'll be open with you. When I was in high school, I was a very quiet person. A lot of people can can probably... Empathize with that. Mm-hmm. You know, they were probably in the same position. But when I got to college, I made a pretty concerted effort to be a lot more social. I put myself out there. I was, you know, every time someone invited me to go do something, I was like, sure. And it, it put me in a lot of weird situations, but <laughs> eventually, you know i feel like i hit like my social stride kind of at the at the end of my first year in college i was extremely social i went from that fast huh? to that like, fast right just like the first year. and it was it oh. was like a it was a forced thing you know yeah it was forced yeah it wasn't and, comfortable and for all the yeah. Time. yeah okay that's fair right and and eventually i, I kind of like shed that introverted exoskeleton yeah and you know i got into intramurals i got into all this stuff and so, look, I think that may be a part of it as well. Yep. And uh, honestly, it was an unintended consequence. I, I never expected. I mean, look, if it, honest, like, I'll be honest with you. If, if it was still introverted me from from the high school years, I'm not sure that I would have been able to garner this kind of traction. Right. I just don't think it would have been impossible. I mean, finance is full of alpha males and ultra extroverted people. Right. And, you know, they like to recognize other people that are extroverted yeah so no, that could that could actually be it I've actually never really thought about that but I think that could be it yeah it's
0: interesting yeah so I just because like it struck me as like somebody so young and you know being able to kind of grab that attention and get that one internship and do all that it's there's there's something different so it's interesting and do you think your parents like growing up was it something where they were um like your family situation was was good or supportive and it sounds like they were supportive of your changing directions so that was good Um, Right. You know, I think my,
1: uh, you know, uh, my dad is very extroverted as well. He, (laughs) My family in general, you know, like they're very supportive of of things. I mean, the the pre-medical track, by the way, Mm -hmm. you you know, that was kind of like, all right, we want to set you up for maximum success. Mm -hmm. And we want to make sure that you're going to be safe in the future. So. That's really the, the reason for, for premed. So you know, they ultimately said, "Okay, well, this track looks interesting. It looks like there's a lot of potential here. It accomplishes what we want for you." Right. So I think that was implicitly, you know, I, I don't think they really cared. I Got don't it. think it was like, "Hey, you know, I'm going to quit and I'm going to go be an actor and go to L.A."
0: Right. Right. Okay.
1: <laughs> so you're. I don't think they would have been as supportive.
0: Got it. So you're, you're, you know, in this hunt now for this summer. This larger summer internship against a lot of ivy league kids what you said you made how many trips around wherever like did you go up to new york mostly where were you traveling to and and how did you figure oh, yeah. that out? how did you was, did you finance that Did your family help you how did you how did you figure that out
1: you know i i got really creative okay <laughs> it was it was uh, you know trips to texas it was trips to north carolina it was trips all around atlanta Mm-hmm. Um you know there Atlanta has some presence I guess uh, there was it was trips to New York it was trips to Chicago um When were you doing York, this like I over make,
0: spring break and stuff or when or the summer like when were you doing these
1: Right like during during uh you know school holidays mm-hmm. but also you know like Fridays and over weekends
0: mm-hmm.
1: um I would try to get these potential connections you know tell them hey guys like you know, I'll be in your city afternoon on Friday or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that typically this is when you don't want to be in the office, but I'm making this trip and I'd love to see if you could spare a few minutes. And it was very powerful, you know, And, and, and because a lot of times, like look like on Wall Street Oasis, you know, we always talk about the value of networking and, and getting out there and, and, and presenting yourself correctly. But, you know, if you, if you present yourself with humility and you, you show them that you Pretty much have nothing to lose.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that's a pretty attractive proposition. I think.
0: Meaning, like it's only a couple minutes. You keep the ask very yeah. minimal, and you say, "Hey, I'm coming all the way there." It's kind of hard. It's hard to say no, right?
1: Um, yeah, and it's like okay. I mean, in their mind, like you almost have to, you know, flip it a little bit and think about it from their point of view. They're saying, "Okay, well, you know, do I want to go do a million other things that I could be doing, mm-hmm. or do I?" You know, take this guy, and the answer is usually okay. Well, he's serious enough, he seems serious, he's doing all this stuff, he's sacrificing, so fine. That's right. usually the answer.
0: And it was this alum, how did you go about it? What do you think your hit rate was, and stuff like that? In terms of like, was it cold outreach over LinkedIn? Like, was it, how are you actually building this stuff? Like, building this, it's an
1: interesting question,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. So, you know, initially, it was alum you know, alums and mm-hmm. my hit rate with them was actually almost a hundred percent. And and mm-hmm. that's something I think I'm very lucky to have experienced. I feel like it's definitely not the norm. And I think the main reason there is because there's just not that much presence. Right. And so whenever they see someone eager and willing to break in, you know, in their mind they're thinking, okay, this is gonna be helpful for everyone. Right. So it was a hundred percent. Now Look, that didn't stop me from reaching out to, I don't know, like two to three hundred others um, you know asking for their time. and And I have an Excel spreadsheet that I was I had put together to do that. and, and honestly, the hit rate right there was like out of two hundred or so plus people, I think it was only three or four people that actually responded in a, in a productive way. Got um, it. And yeah. these are three or four people that actually got me interviews. and actually surprisingly, one of them
0: hmm.
1: um, is the one that got me the banking internship. So
0: so not it wasn't one know, of the alums it was one of the cold it was one of the cold outreach emails that ended up being the internship you took.
1: Right. Wow. Right. So and interestingly enough, you know, this this news traveled because I got into and I you know, I won't disclose the name but it's a, it's a pretty big firm mm-hmm. and we had zero presence there. And so word quickly got around, and we have this professional. Like, you know, who is this kid?
0: Who is this kid at right. this? Uh, you know, from this non-target. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, you're saying yeah, you're
0: saying at like, school it spread. The word spread at school that you at, got there. At, at my school, right? Got it. it, it okay. Because
1: you know you have you have these kids that are like, you know, it's it's a whole different group of people, and right. they like prepare professionally, and they have like the alumni actually coming over and actually training them. And then you have me in parallel doing all this stuff behind the scenes yeah. and, and still getting there. Right. So
0: interesting. Look,
1: I was at the point too, like even surprised at that I hadn't made it this far. And I kept thinking in my mind, okay, you know, there's something that's, that's obviously being done right here. Mm-hmm. So let me just continue to do it. Cool. See so, where it goes.
0: so you reached out, got the initial like. Was this was this kind of cold outreach that ended up turning into an internship? Was it something where like it was one of those trips where you said, "Hey, I'm coming to let's say New York or Texas or wherever," and they said, "Yeah, we'll meet with you." Or how did it, how did that work out?
1: <laughs> helpful, uh, helpful anecdote. So, um, one of the strategies that I was employing back then mm-hmm. was. I mean, first reaching out to people, introducing, if there's, there's a, you know, if they respond back, you know, kind of saying, okay, great, I'll keep these guys on the side for a second. And then when it came time to go visit their cities, what I would say is, you know, I I wouldn't even give them advance notice. I would say, Hey, listen, I'm coming to your city on X date. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm coming or I'm coming like within today or tomorrow or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And I'm only going to be there for, I don't know, 48 hours. Yep. and I know we've talked before. I would love to take the opportunity to meet you in person, and um, you know, and and I would wait. And and surprisingly, that tactic actually got me a really, really high success rate. And so that's the tactic I actually used with this bank. I went over to a city. It was in a. It was in a. You know, it was not in a core city, but. but wait I a second. To one this is this directors.
0: that that email you would send out was to kind of the warmer leads that had already. So you had sent out say like two hundred right. cold. You get about say. Fifteen twenty warm leads yes. responses back from those you send out something like that i'm in your city the next 48 hours blah 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 and you get what what hit rate on that 30 percent, 40 percent of saying yes, yeah, sure was, we'll i meet. think
1: you yeah. know it, it varies right because yeah there are some that are very warm but for example in like other cities that maybe i wasn't prioritizing yeah but you know this there are a handful of contacts in this specific city and so I reached out to, you know, the biggest contact that I had connected with and basically said, listen, um, I'd love to, to, to go and meet with you. And, and so this guy, I mean, I'll never forget, like he responded and he said, uh, by the way, you're going to meet me, but also you're going to meet X, Y, Z, A, B, C. <laughs> so it was pretty much the whole team and it was pretty like it was a formal interview process. So I show up and, um, you know, what they tell me is like, hey, listen, we haven't even begun our formal interview process yet, but you were the very first person we have evaluated. And we love the drive. We love all this. And you know what? You interviewed okay. They, I'll be honest with you. The guy's like, listen, you interviewed okay. You missed one or two technicals, mm-hmm. but you showed us a level of seriousness, and you know, we're we're okay giving you an offer. And so that happened really quickly. Wow. And I was like, I was astounded. You know, I was like, I cannot believe this just happened. <laughs> um, That's amazing. But look, it, it, it's important. I mean, if we if we take a step back and recap here, really the story mirrors a lot of other people's stories that are on wall street oasis which is you start off in something that isn't financed Mm -hmm. you get interested you put a lot of work in to try to get exposure to the space and learn as much as you can and absorb and you hopefully then you know go out and and network and network and network put that stuff to use in, in hopes of landing an offer right and so I I was fortunate enough to have had the traction. There are a million scenarios that I could play in my head to say, okay, like, maybe I couldn't have been, you know, maybe I wouldn't have been that successful, um, but I was because of luck. But, you know, I was also very tenacious. Like, I never gave up. I I heard no so many times yeah. that, you know, eventually just became, I became numb to it. Yeah. And I said, you know what, I'm going to succeed. I don't care if it takes me forever. I'm going to do it.
0: That's great. So. That's inspiring. So... Tell me about that. Uh, so when you get back, get back to campus. That feeling. What was that feeling? You get that. We're okay making you an offer. Was it? Was it like an immediate? Great. I'm ready. I'm ready to sign. Or was it like? What was that feeling like? And then tell me how you felt coming back to campus. And then let's dive into like what that actual internship was like. and Was there stress around the return offer? Let's let's go there. And then we'll we'll get into right. the, the PE stuff eventually. <laughs> I don't want to hold you too you long.
1: You know. Of course, of course. So, so look, and by the way, we can push a little bit longer. Okay. Um, I'm okay with that, but, but, um, no, it was, it was a pretty quick, yes. I didn't tell them immediately, but I did come back to them and said, let's do it. Great. And, uh, and that was that.
0: And then, so the feeling must've been great. And you went back on campus, you're feeling good because you have, you know, you know, you're, you're good, at least for this, this extra semester you basically put on yourself. Right. Um, right. and so that some of that stress is probably relieved. And then tell me how, um, how that all evolved. So what was, what was next So you kind of finished up school and then, or you, sorry, you started the internship, right?
1: Um, right. And so, then, yeah, you know, a lot of people would naturally be really excited and, and enthusiastic, but for some weird reason with me, you know, a little bit of anxiety started to creep up on me. Yeah. And it was really, you know, at that point that I realized that I was putting so much effort and, and prioritization into the process of getting into one of these banks. You know, it was almost like a challenge. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to beat this challenge. Right. But now it's suddenly like, okay, you now have to put, you know, your money where your mouth is. Right. And so you're talking a big game and you got to deliver
0: uh, <laughs> on the inter- Exactly. Yeah.
1: So the presence could only take me so far. And now it was kind of like, okay, now it's time for you to crush it so yeah. uh, look did the internship it was great I interned with a handful of other people and um, you know look it was a satellite office and the the guys had given us this message all of us all the intern you know class coming in mm-hmm. and they said listen we may hire an analyst class we may not we don't know yet that part completely flew over my head I was like okay I have an offer I'm great I feel so happy I'm good you know, it didn't really register until afterwards. I'm like, wait, like there's a real chance that I go through this internship and I end up with nothing. Right. And um, and so, look, it caused a lot of stress. Yeah. I started the internship, did well. Um, my other colleagues did very well, too. It was a good group of people. But ultimately it came, you know, at the end and they said, listen, you know what, guys, like we're not taking on Anyone, and it was a sizable number of people too. And How so many? Structural thing. like
0: 10, 10 or um, so analysts. Twenty.
1: No, it was three to five.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, so yes, yeah, a sm- so, smaller satellite office, but like they're they're saying we're not taking any of you guys. So that's a pretty any, low. That's a pretty low conversion rate. Although, it does give you at least um, a, a plausible story. So if they had, if they had yeah. given, if they had given one offer or two offers, it would have looked worse for would you. Have been a lot a big worse. problem. Yeah. Big problem. Right. So the fact that and they gave so none, it, it was actually better yeah. for all of you. <laughs> yeah. Um, for full time. I, I think, yeah.
1: I think with this industry, like there's a lot of sacrifice, there's a lot of pain, mm-hmm. but I think above all else, like you almost have to have this ability to step Beyond yourself, and look at your situation, and figure out a clever way to get around it. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I I tried to do at least. Okay, so you, you know, I said okay. Like, they sat you down immediately. I was like, yeah. said it's not
0: happening. You immediately okay. What do I do? Um, and right, and so
1: it, it, it immediately, like, look, it was a wave of anxiety when when they when they said, listen, and they made a group announcement. It wasn't just like, hey, Kareem, one on one. It was kind of like yeah. the guys, like, you know, which is not the right way to do it, I think, but. Yeah, um, it's fine, <laughs> but, but look, uh, you know, immediately I thought, well, okay, none of us are getting this offer. And so news is going to quickly travel and you know, the full time interview process is, is a pretty limited process. So word is naturally going to travel and, and there's going to be legitimacy. And I, I was, was harping on that, hoping for it. And look, it started off uh, in this crazy, crazy recruiting period for me. For, for a few weeks
0: mm-hmm.
1: where, you know, I was going out trying to nail whatever I could nail. And, and ultimately, look, I found another bank and the bank heard the story. And I remember distinctly, it was a director. Mm-hmm. He sat there and he looked at me and he gave me this funny look. And I was like sweating and I'm and telling him about like, why I'm, I'm not going back to my other shop. And he, he stares at me for like five or six seconds and then he smiles and says, oh, it's okay. I've heard this from another guy, too. So, you know, your story adds up. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um. Oh, man. Those few seconds so, must
0: have been stressful. You're like, I swear. Right. That's cool. Okay, right. so, so you're interviewing. How are you landing these other interviews? So just because you were kind of now and then you had been networking, was it just through that? You were getting into processes, full-time, pro, uh, you know, full-time processes?
1: You know, Patrick, I honestly believe that if I had not done the legwork beforehand to mm-hmm. cultivate a network of people, mm-hmm. I don't think I would be in this industry. Yeah. To be, to be very open and, and upfront with you, I got my offer a little bit later than most processes wrapped up. Yep. And um, and the only reason I got the the interview in the first place was because of a contact that I initially wrote off as, okay, he's low probability. Right. So surprising, right? Yep. And I'd reached out to everyone again. i basically gave them an update and, and this person, you know, specifically is like, listen, I'll loop you in. Um, you know, the MNA group has an opening and we actually have a ton of openings and we think your experience would be great. Wow. And so it culminated into that again, really like just a ton of luck. Um, but I, it, it worked.
0: It's awesome. So you're, you, tell me about the process. There was it just like uh, they they weren't on campus, I assume. So did you have to? F- yep. You know, well, I guess you were done with with. Or no, you weren't. You were kind of probably in your last right, semester. Right. I
1: was in the last. I was in the last semester.
0: Yeah. Right. So how are you doing that? You're just. Did you have to fly away from school for you know, then, super days and stuff like that? Or were you doing how did how did that whole process go down?
1: Totally. It was a really sensitive juggling act between you know, my school and, and this job search. And honestly, I mean, I prioritize the job search. Anyone would, I feel like. Yeah. Um, And look, I'm I'm thankful. Like it all worked out eventually. It was, it was okay. But reflecting back on it, you know, like I I just don't buy the story of, okay, well, if you're really smart and you master everything and you get your technicals right and you get your personality right, you're good. It's just not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, even at the super day with this bank for full time, you know, I saw people that, to be honest with you, I thought were, were very, very capable, very impressive people mm-hmm. on paper and naturally. And, you know, a lot of these people didn't leave that super day with an offer. Right. So I truly do believe, look, there's an element of luck, but I think that you counter that with an element of tenacity and being as prepared as possible. Otherwise you're going to lose it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, any sort of crack. There's just too many other good people who are polished enough with with the, right. knowing the technicals as well. So, did you feel like you were better prepared for this full-time, you know, you had done the internship and you had probably you knew you were going to get probably asked for more technicals and stuff like that. Did you feel like you were ready for that this time around? More so? I did. Yeah. I did.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, going going back to the idea of like the snowball rolling down the hill. Yep. Um, you know, it was a technically rig- rigorous Inter, um, internship, yeah, and on top of that, you know, this is kind of the period where I invested heavily into like you know the Wall Street Oasis um, technical guides, the behavioral guides, like yeah, you know. I I study a lot, but I don't think I've studied more than I have.
0: I hope you did a lot of mock interviews. interviews. <laughs> a lot of mock interviews. I, hope.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I did. Good. I did, and 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 look, like I made sure that everything was was down pat, story, whatever. Uh, and, and look, I'm ta- and, and in regards to preparation, too, this is something I want to touch on. Mm-hmm. You know, after you've done, you finished up preparing your technicals and your behavioral.s you have to add another layer to your presentation to make it as human and natural as possible.
0: Amen to that. Now I'm on
1: the, you know, now I'm on the other side and I'm the one interviewing people and it's unbelievable. You're like, you're a robot, man.
0: I know you're just reciting. Yeah, Yeah, it's bad. And
1: then, and then I'll be like at the very end when like I'm talking to a robot, I'll be like, okay, well, you know, tell me like, what do you do for the weekends? And the guy will pull up something from like my social media and say, well, you know, I'm also a runner. I noticed you like to run. I'm like, you know, I was just asking you about you. You don't, you know, it's like almost like people are trying too hard. Wait, to on a phone interview, the guy's pulling
0: up your social media and trying to say, like, find commonality, like during a phone interview? No, this
1: was this was like in an, an in-person, but um, which I understand. But, but okay. still, like, you know, the, the, the point is like, yeah. you know, people people I think take this way, way too seriously. You have to take it seriously, but you also have to realize that you know, these are people that are working these jobs that are really just normal guys and girls. Yeah, and they want to connect with a human.
0: They want to connect with a human, not not hear a robot-prepared answer. They want to actually have a nice, enjoy their time during the interview. Um, Right. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. Making it a conversation as much as possible is super helpful. Um, Right. Good to know. Okay, so... You got it. You got the offer. You somehow survived the Super Day. What was what were the odds, or what were the what did the the carnage look like after that Super Day? What was it, thirty percent, forty percent out of how many kids you think were there? Um,
1: they told us that it was going to be a thirty-five to forty percent offer rate. Okay. And um, and they said that the offers would be broken out into two tiers. Um, the first tier would be industry or group specific. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, product or industry group specific. Okay. And then the other tier was kind of like, okay, you're going to get a generalist offer, but that could put you in whatever group and you don't really have much control over it. So I was fortunate enough to get an A specific offer,
0: which is uh, awesome.
1: And that was, you know, again, it was just a function of the contact that I had. And so it's just a perfect mix of, of, of good, good factors. I think that's what it was
0: okay so you you did well at the interview you came across as likable which is key you had your behaviorals down your technicals you get the offer is it something where you're are you in other processes at this point or was this like absolutely yes right away because you were just happy to have a job or was it something that you thought hey maybe there's other banks or bulge brackets i could talk to that will that will give me a look
1: yeah, you know, I'll, uh, I'll tell you a funny story. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it was between the, the bank I had, um, you know, which I ultimately accepted, and, um, and Credit Suisse. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm calling out this bank specifically is because I had a really funny experience <laughs> with these guys. Sure. So, you know, networked through and I reached out to a very senior guy over there and, um, you know, against all odds... Guy ultimately responded and said, "Sure, we're hosting some interviews. Come by on this day. Thanks." Okay. Um, so I, <laughs> I made my way up to New York, booked a hotel. No, not much detail. And then you know, uh, some some mid level guy reached out and you know gave me all the details. Okay. Um, incredible way to get an interview, but sure. So <laughs> I guess everything goes. Um, Was this like a up, super day or
0: something? Was this a super day? Or yeah, yeah. They, they, it was
1: it was they it was like an ultra expedited process. They were doing like, you know, it wasn't a conventional super day. It was kind of okay. like a two rounds. But wait like a second.
0: So you already down. had you already had your offer from the other bank. Is that correct?
1: I oh no. So basically, I was like really far along with the other bank. Got it. Okay. And and then it, yeah. And so it was, you know, that that super day hadn't happened yet. But I, I was talking to these guys. Yeah. And um, and as I was talking to them. No, I met this you know senior guy, Mm -hmm. and it's just he was like, well the type of guy to like calm you know friendly when you meet him, and then like in a split second you know a vein pops out of his forehead, he turns tomato (laughs) red and goes over and like screams his heart out at an analyst saying, "Why is this out of place?" And you know this happened during my interview, and so I was looking at him and I'm thinking to myself like is this guy trying to like do one of these little tests to str- you know stress me out during the interview and say I respond? Um, but it wasn't a test because the freaking analyst ended up walking out and crying. Oh my God. Um, so, so it was like a good cop, bad
0: cop in one person kind of thing. <laughs> like a little schizo. And then
1: he looks over <laughs> and gives me like this like cold stare and he's like, so tell me about yourself. Oh gosh. And you know, uh, so I tell him about myself and we mm-hmm. go through it and then, he, you know, he looks at the bank, which I which I interned at. He's like, oh, okay. Well, and then he flips my resume over. He gives me a pen. gives me a bunch of assumptions for like a paper LBO. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he says, figure it out. And then he gets out and goes and gets a coffee. He's like, when I come back, it better be done. Um, <laughs> Those were his yeah. words?
0: When I come back, it better be done?
1: Yeah. yeah. Was he kind of so, joking
0: or was he saying it with a straight face?
1: Oh, no, no, this guy meant business. This guy was like, wow, what an asshole. You know, it was, it was not, I mean,
0: but look, it's, it's hard. Of course, you're a young kid, but he's like intimidating young kid. I mean, it's funny because if somebody did that to you now, you'd probably just start laughing, right? And then like, but back then, you're like, you're in college. You're like trying to get, you're like just praying to get that job. Okay.
1: Had I not been so stressed, I think I would have laughed 100%. Okay. So, Um, but, but look, I was rattled enough. I didn't do the LBO. In fact, I, I kept doing this funny little Twitch. I kept saying, interesting, interesting. It was almost like I was trying to you know, show him that I was thinking through it. But the reality is like, I didn't know how to do a paper LBO as, as, a, as a guy fresh out of a summer analyst program. Yeah. Um, and so the guy started laughing and he's like, ha ha. Oh, I don't even know why they got you here. Uh, you can, you know, I think we're done. And Jeez. so I was like, okay, so we'll walk out and then like one of the the heads of the group, you know, called me and said, hey, you know, so it looks like you had a very interesting um, interview process with so-and-so and uh, we'd like to tell you that we're moving forward with other candidates, but please, you know, you know, we'd like to keep you in mind uh, later on. I was like, okay, thank you. Okay. to <laughs> so the super day for this other one and got the offer and I was like, you know what, I'm done. I'm not interviewing. Yeah. After going through <laughs> that experience, man, that's crazy. Yeah. No, cool. right, look it's it's a brutal it's a brutal space, and I think, you know, a lot of these guys like they've been hazed back in the '80s and '90s, and mm-hmm. I think they also take advantage of the fact that you have these overeager kids that are willing to do anything to break in. Yeah, and so there's a natural power dynamic that develops. And again, these are extroverted, hyper alpha type people,
0: they, and they, like to mess they with sniff
1: you. <laughs> weakness and they sniff insecurity, and it's just you know, it's rough, right?
0: Yeah, no, I had some, I have some well. rough interview stories. I was, uh, I had a good cop, bad cop. I was interviewing Goldman back from undergrad, and it was just, <laughs> oh man, one of the people was just like looking at, you know, back in the, you don't realize it back, but they're like looking at you, like, what are you doing? Like, what are you saying? And they're, like, they're just looking at you like. <laughs> you just like stink, right? And the other person's like super right. friendly and they're trying to see what you do and it's 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 Awful. extremely awkward. Um but that sounds pretty bad. Right. That sounds pretty bad. Do a paper LBO, here you go. And he just gave you some assumptions yeah. and expect you to do it out on paper? <laughs> yeah, it's that's rough as a
1: and, and, and by the way, he didn't give me like the other uh, now that I realize, like he didn't give me a good bit of the assumptions. So Right. Anyway, whatever. Way way past way hindsight. It was a learning experience, like you know, I was so fresh then that I was taking everything and and I wasn't taking it like too hard, too much or personally, you know, I was like, okay, cool. It's surprising that you
0: went through that and then, um, you, you still did well at the other final, the super day, you know, that could have rattled a lot of people, I think thinking like, Oh my gosh, am I going to get another (laughs) paper LVO? Is there, are they all going to be jerks like this? And that's surprising that you were able to kind of go in and still kind of deliver with, with enough confidence. Um,
1: I think it was just a perfect mix of, you know, the bank that I ultimately got an offer from was just much nicer. Yeah. Um, but look, it was still a rigorous process. But, you know, I always go back again to the snowball rolling down the hill. It's like accumulated knowledge. Yep. And I was making micro adjustments to my presentation, to my approach, to everything. Yep. With every single interaction, every single time I had an opportunity to learn. Um, yeah, I think what people don't honestly, realize is like, you you know, like yeah. all
0: the networking you were doing and all the telling me about yourselves, like the thou- that probably a thousand times you went through that was making you a better interviewer. Um, and so, I think so. yeah, it's interesting. Thanks to you, my listeners at Wall Street Oasis. If you have any suggestions whatsoever, please don't hesitate to send them my way. Patrick at wallstreetoasis.com. Until next time.